All right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Friday, January 20th of 2023. Got a nine-game NBA slate on tap. Uh, for those of you in the Gulf Streets, good luck in all of your round two showdowns today. And also, we have a two-game hockey slate and looking ahead to football starting tomorrow. So it should be a fun day. Should be plenty to talk about. For those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. This is a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions that come in in the Office Hours channel over in our Discord server or live here in the YouTube chat. If you're just tuning in, have questions, throw them in the live YouTube chat. We will get to all the questions before the end of the show. If you are over in the Discord, have a question throughout the day, throw it in the Office Hours channel. That is where all of the questions for the show come in. We try to build up a queue of questions to keep us busy as people tune in, as people ask live questions. If you're not in the Discord, there's a link in the description below to get joined up. Highly recommend it. As always, a great environment and great space to be. Uh, participating, you know, playing DFS night in, night out. A lot of sharp conversations happening over there each and every day. But that being said, going to get SaberSim pulled up here, and we are going to get going. Our first question came in yesterday from uh, Latman or Lotman. Let me know if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly or, or correctly. And the question was, uh, will the late swap on SaberSim beta always force in a swap when there is one available example 10 nba lineups with nas reed at utility from an original build i go to run late swap for those 10 lineups with the same slider settings as original build nas is the only player whose game hasn't locked yet will the beta late swap builder swap out nas from utility in all 10 simply because he's available to be swapped or is it possible that the late swap build just comes back with the same 10 lineups saying that I am already playing the best 10 lineups in the pool. Okay, so this is a good question, right? Um, he's, you know, Lobin is specifically referring to uh, beta late swap here. Um, I think this is just a good late swap question in general. Uh, for those of you who are unaware, you know, we have a beta version of SaberSim where you can build pools of lineups. We are hoping to push that to the regular app uh really soon here probably by the end of the month uh fingers crossed on that but hopefully more news to come out on that uh next week but for for the time being we're just going to talk about you know late swap in general here so so the way late swap works right um really similar to way you the way you run a regular build we are going to you know toggle on this late swap toggle once a slate locks right so tonight uh 7 p.m eastern you know uh, this late swap toggle automatically going to be on. What is going to happen? We are still going to build your lineups the same exact way, right? We are still going to uh, bucket the Sims. We are still going to look at your slider settings, and we are still going to uh, use any and all changes you make in the home screen. So new Sims, you know, you adjust ownership, you set min and max exposures, uh, you know, throughout the night. That that will all be taken into account. Uh, for every build that you run, right? So just because, you know, in this example, Naz is able to be swapped does not mean we are going to swap him. The builder is not going to swap for the sake of swapping. What it is going to do is it is going to 
pull a random set of Sims out. And if Naz is the best available center in all of those 10 Sims, then he is going to remain in your lineups. If there are some Sims where, um, I don't know who was on the slate last night and, uh, Claxton is is the better center than Naz. You know, then Claxton will go into some of those lineups for the set of Sims where Claxton was a better choice and still met the salary and positional restriction requirements. So the builder is always going to give you the best players, best based on, you know, the group of Sims that it pulls. But that does not mean that your lineups will always stay the same or they will always change. It is always based on whatever set of Sims that you get. But really good question there, Lotman. Uh, wanted to make sure, you know, everybody kind of heard that. And in case anybody else uh, had that question, was was interested in that topic. All right. Next question here from Neil. Neil said, I watched Jordan's video on using men uniques. He said he likes to increase the number of unique players as high as it can go while keeping his lineups within about the 20 top 25% of his total lineup pool. I've always considered my full pool of lineups viable. If I allow many uniques to get me exposure to the lowest lineups in my pool, am I sacrificing too much expected value? Uh, Neil, this is a really good question. You know, I think if, if I were to talk to Jordan today about this video, he might have some different thoughts on it. I think that's really like the, the key thing, right? Um, you know, are you treating every lineup in your pool as viable? And, you know, are you comfortable playing every lineup in your pool? For, for me personally, you know, I, I go through a slate, I make adjustments, and I really try and make all of my pools viable to me specifically, right? I am doing things that are, um, you know, research-based and adjusting players. And, you know, I might have like a default filter, you know, all, all, you know, you might have a lineup rule, like all of those type of things are, are basically you trying to make your pool of lineups more viable where you are comfortable playing all of them. I think that, you know, another thing you can do is that maybe, you know, you don't want to make an adjustment, um, as many adjustments to, to kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? keep the sanctity of the Sims, right? That was a concept that we talked about in a behind the Sims episode, you know, uh, trying to do as little as possible with, with rules and, and stack types and stuff to kind of preserve that pool. Right. I think that you could do some of that in the post build and then treat the remaining lineups as viable. Right. So, so for instance, maybe, uh, there's a projected score threshold that you care about. Right. Um, so what I could do is I could come in here and I could hide lineups where with using the player the the lineup filters where a projected score is less than 250 right or let's say 255 okay so we got rid of 28 lineups so so now those 28 lineups are in the trash and i am very comfortable knowing that i i have 472 lineups left like i am fine playing the rest of these lineups right uh that's one way to do it you know maybe another way would be to uh you know maybe you don't want to play any five stacks right so what you would do is like you would you would set up the lineups that you don't want to play in the post build is basically what i'm getting at so you do that two ways you could come in here you could say you know max exposure of zero and it'll make sure that um none of these lineups get chosen and you just hit apply 
or the other option, you know, you get this magnifying glass. And then if you want to see these lineups in the trash, you could do that. So, so what I would do is I would hit this uh, magnifying glass and I'm pretty sure you should be able to do this. Remove filtered lineups. Are you sure you want to remove eight lineups that are currently filtered? I think yes. Okay, yeah. So so then what it did is it put those lineups in the trash. So then now that gets rid of more eight more lineups from my pool, right? So then at, at some point, you know, you should be able to say like, okay, you know, I've, I've, I've made the adjustments to the things that I care about. Wow, looks like we have a Golden State value slate today. I haven't even looked. I'm assuming Curry's out. Kaminga's out. Ah, uh, <laughs> This this is getting me uh, interested in today's slate. Let's. I'm just taking a quick peek at at a uh, who. Oh, Clay's out. Draymond's out. Steph Curry is out. Uh, is is Andrew Wiggins out? No, Wiggins is in. Pool is in. Oh no, Wiggins is out too. Wow. So so it's literally a Jordan Pool. Jonathan Kaminga slate. Jonathan Kaminga back off injury should be should be one of those warrior slates, but but nevertheless, it's it's totally fine. Um, so so here, you know, getting back to what we were talking about, you know, we've moved the lineups that we don't want to the trash. Now I should be comfortable adjusting my min uniques as high as I can go, knowing that all of my lineups in my pool are are safe. So I think I think you know using lineup filters is a way to do it if you are not somebody doing a lot of research um, but have like some some final thoughts on lineup aggregate rules or, or things like that, maybe like some ownership type rules. Or you could be somebody who really try and, you know, maximize the number of available lineups like that you do not have to trash and do everything in the home screen. I think both ways are viable. Um, I think that, you know, we, we've had a lot of conversations with, with Matt and with Andy and, you know, just, just among the team about, you know, lineup pool viability and things like that. So I think Jordan would probably change his mind a little bit on the uh, 25% threshold for min unique. So I'm going to talk to him about that, but, but good question, Neil, uh, always worth covering. Appreciate you guys, you know, bringing these things up. All right. Question here from Fern dog. And Fern Dog said, Hey, Andrew, I had a pool of 1,500 lineups. I had three mini uniques that left me with about 100 lineups. Then I did unique random to fill. But when I saw one of my best lineups, I noticed it came from my 1,500 lineup and not the 100 I had left after mini uniques. I thought when I did mini uniques, this is where unique random would get my lineup to fill. Not from all 1,500. What am I missing here? Okay, so interesting question here. Um, so let's say that, you know, I'm going to build I'm gonna build a 1,500 pool like we talked about. So going to do 1,500 lineups here. I'm uh, going to do a lineup pool of 150. So what happens, you know, I'm actually kind of surprised you ran out of uniques here. Um, maybe you were playing like golf or something and this happened, you know, probably – less unlikely to happen in a sport like NBA, but, but nevertheless, you know, we can talk about this. So let's say, you know, you're building 150 lineups. You have, you know, 150 max that, that you're playing, maybe like the mini max or something like that. If you 
increase your mini neeks so high that you start to run out of available lineups, what will happen? And, and this is my understanding. So, so I only have 143 lineups that meet this min unique five threshold. What we will do is we will duplicate seven lineups out of this 143 in your set of 150. So if you go to the fill entries and you know you had 150 max contest in here, what we would do is we would fill all 143 and then we would use the same set of 143 and then put seven more lineups from that set basically as duplicates. So you would have, you know, 14 duplicate lineups total in that 150 set. If this ever happens to you, if you run out of lineups, I would always run, I would always take a step back. So, you know, I would change my min uniques back to four, you know, down from five. That way I do have 150 unique lineups. So I think that goes, you know, for, for any set, whatever number of lineups that you want, if you cannot get it with the min unique threshold, I would always turn it down one to make sure that you are not duplicating within a contest. I think that is like something you do not want to do. So, um, so sorry, I, I, I got sidetracked by a message that just came in. But but yeah, so I would I would always walk that back. Um, frankly, I don't I don't know for sure what what happens when you fill uh, when you don't have enough entries here. I, like I said, I think it duplicates. It could be something else went wrong. Um, who was this Fern Dog? You know, if you see this happen again, what I would do is I would just go up to the settings and I would use the reporter problem link and you know write us a brief description of of what you experienced or what you noticed. And that will help us solve that. You know, that is not a situation that comes up often. So, you know, could something buggy be happening there? Like, yes, definitely. So I would try that out and uh, let me know if, if that answers your question or if you have any more questions there. But good one there. Uh, kind of a strange situation. All right, scrolling down here. Had a question from Marky Mark. Marky Mark said, does it no more than three players from the same team a recommended setting to use with FanDuel NBA? Uh, good question, Marky Mark. So I'm going to say yes. Uh, you know, I get where you're coming from. You know, on DraftKings, you have eight roster positions, but on FanDuel, you have nine. So you're kind of saying like, hey, you know, uh, they have more roster positions. Is it is it a little different, right? That, that, that makes a lot of intuitive sense, right? Similar to like baseball, you know, where you get five stack on – DraftKings, but you can only four stack on FanDuel. So definitely get where the question's coming from. The The premise of that, you know, heuristic is that there are only so many fantasy points a team is predicted for that only, you know, on a, on a typical, quote-unquote, typical slate, that only so many players can absorb those fantasy points in a given night, right? I think tonight is, you know, a um, exception. You know, we talk about exceptions to the rule a lot. This is why I like to handle it in the post build. You know, you get a Warriors value slate. Like, I, I very much think you could play four Warriors tonight and have a very viable lineup to take down a GPP. So that's why I like to handle it in the post build. But, you know, I think the rule in general is is – safe on FanDuel or DraftKings. It is more of a 
a total fantasy point per team uh, premise as opposed to a, oh, only viable on one site versus another. So so try and think about it like that, uh, but let me know if you have any follow-up. All right, question here from Studewood. Uh, Studewood said, Andrew, we had a text thread with notes I was using. Did you delete that? I can't find the information you gave me anymore. So definitely did not delete it. Um, if you are in a channel, and uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure what you could do is, so let me just uh, let me just put this on the screen. Hold on, let me get my let me get my Discord over here, and let me get my screen up, and we could talk about this. So if anybody's like you know has like some some notes or anything that they ever want to reference um, in the Discord, what you could do is up here at the top there is like a threads uh, bar. So so if I if I were to click this, this would be all the threads that like I participate in. Uh, Studiwood, you should have something similar with threads that you participate in. So all I would do is I would hit this threads uh, thing and see if you can find one where uh, you and I discussed it and go from there. So that should be uh, the solution to your problem. So I would try that out and uh, let me know if you can't find it. Um, it's it's possible I can uh, find it for you. I just don't know which which exact one you're talking about. So if you're talking about the one with the um, with the group rules, I I just tagged you in that one. So let me know if that's the one. But I would check out that threads thing and see if you can find it. And then if you can't, just tag me and I'll help you out. But all right, that was our last question in the Discord. Gonna hop over to YouTube chat here. Have a question from Demetrius. When the cores or heat maps are posted, how can I add them without having to click on each name? I see the stars, but when I lock them, some of them do not appear in my lineups. Okay, so Demetrius, if you are having like an issue where like you are you are doing it the correct way and, and you believe it is not working, please send us a reporter problem link. Uh, that will go to the support team and we will be able to troubleshoot it from there. So it sounds, you know, the way you're describing it is like, I see the stars, I lock them, but then some of them do not appear in my lineups. That definitely sounds like a bug, like it's not working correctly. So um, if you were to send us a link, we could uh, troubleshoot that and that would go to the support team. So I encourage you to please do that and help us help you. All right, question for Franklin. What's up, Andrew? I've been having a hard time getting my lineups in fast. I have to copy and paste, which is taking too much time Can to show your steps to loading your entries. Thanks. Okay. So you're saying copy and paste. What I think you're doing is you're hitting this download lineups button. If you hit this button, this is just going to give you like a raw lineups file with, uh, with positions and player IDs. And then you would have to copy and paste that into your, um, into your CSV, like your blank CSV. We do that automatically for you through this fill entries tab. So what I would do is that, you know, I would build my lineups, you know, make whatever adjustments I want. I would hit save, or I don't even think you have to hit save. You, you can hit this fill entries from here. If you hit this download template file from DraftKings, it will go and grab your CSV for your entries, download it automatically. All you have to do is you just drag and drop it into this field. And then your CSV will go into SaberSim. SaberSim will read the CSV and then display the contests that you have available. 
And then from there, you can fill those in. You could fill those uh, lineups into the contest. So let me see. Let me just. I'm not registered for anything right now. Um, let me see if I can just enter something and and demo this for you. If you guys are ever having issues like this, uh, let me pull up my screen here. I'm gonna I'm gonna enter the contests and uh, still do the demo for you. But I just want to show this. Uh, if you're ever having issues with anything like that, what you can do is go over to the settings. Go over to help. This is going to pull up our help docs. I would scroll down to this frequently asked questions. You can hit this view more. And then in this search bar, I would just type um, um, fill entries probably. And then and then this is a demo how to fill your entries. And then this is Jordan walking through the entry editor and how to use it. So Franklin, I would check out this video um, but since you are here watching, I am going to do the demo for you, but, but just for in general, you know, this is a great resource for any like basic, um, applications of the software, not so much for like game theory stuff, but like how to videos, uh, we do a good job of keeping these up to date and, um, making sure that those are all accurate with any app improvements. So for any how to stuff, that is the place that I would go. I am going to enter a contest really quickly here and do a, a demo so let me just enter this uh free contest here got that loaded up all right so i just entered one contest on my phone reserved it right what i'm gonna do go into this build i'm gonna change my number of lineups here to one and what what happens if i hit this download lineups right it's gonna download i'm gonna open it and then what it's gonna look like is this it's just gonna be uh, positions, and then it's going to be player IDs. So you would have to copy and paste these this lineup of player IDs into your CSV, right? We do not want to do that. It's going to take too long. So I'm going to go to this fill entries. I'm going to hit download, and then it's going to download my entries file. I'm going to drag and drop it here. Now it is showing the contest that I just entered, right? So from here, all I can do is I have the lineup set that I'm building with where I have one entry, and then I'm going to hit fill. That lineup is going to go into my CSV. I'm going to hit download. And then now this lineup file, this CSV file, I don't even have to open it. I could just go straight to DraftKings and upload it. But as we can see, you know, the contest name is here. The entry ID is here. My lineup is now here. So this is what the CSV version looks like. You don't even have to download it. So, you know, what I would, what I recommend is you can hit this side arrow, download and open DraftKings. It'll take you straight to the screen where you have to upload it. And then you could just um, upload that right to your, uh, right to the site without any copy and pasting needed. So try that out, Frank, and let me know if you have any more questions about it. All right. Scrolling down here, a uh, question from Neil. Does it make more sense to set stacking rules, rules pre-build? if I'm treating my whole pool as viable, uh, Neil, I would say yes. My, my intuition says that, you know, if you want to make sure that you have more viable lineups, I mean, I guess that's a trade-off, right? So, so, you know, we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier. Um, you know, there's two ways to do it, right? There's one, no stacking rules, keeping the sanctity of the Sims as, as pure as possible and handling at that in the post build by putting lineups in the trash, by zeroing out exposures, by using lineup filters, or there's option two, 
where it's, you know what, let me set all of my requirements in the pre-build. That way I know every lineup in the post-build is exactly meets meets my criteria, my personal, you know, lineup criteria. And now I have more available lineups. So you are maximizing the number of lineups in your pool with that strategy. But with the former strategy, you are um maximizing the sanctity of the sims. So definitely like a trade-off there. I would uh you know kind of contemplate that and determine what matters most to you but that is definitely like a personal decision and something that needs to be handled you know on like a user specific basis i don't think there's a right or a wrong answer to that i think that you know both options are fine and um i would i would leave that decision up to you but but really good question neil all right uh that was our last question in the discord and in the youtube chat if anybody has any final questions now is a great time to get them in ahead of the weekend uh yep got a question right here hi andrew i just signed up yesterday welcome and uh glad you were able to find the show is there a tutorial on how to use the tool for nba uh yeah so we have a lot of really good content over on our youtube channel what i would suggest is go over to youtube and then you can just search saber sim uh this is what our channel looks like what i would do is a couple things you know we always recommend this uh profit plan video start winning more with our dfs profit plan it's a guide to uh contest selection a really good guide and then if you uh you could scroll down here how to beat nba dfs i think that you know these are two really good videos this one over here on the right jordan and i just released a little over a week ago and then this one was from the beginning of the season we had high stakes pro max steinberg on talking uh nba dfs strategy uh were a lot of questions was a long stream i think these are two great starting points if if you are looking for more content beyond that you are a content junkie uh come into the search bar and just type in nba and you know we're gonna have a lot of segments on nba in here where you can watch you know all of this stuff all of, all of these videos are recent you know, different office hours videos um, that we've done over the past, you know, couple of months or so. But but check all these videos out, you know, watch what you like, watch what, you know, don't watch what you don't like. Um, if you're going to like the, the DFS Q&A or like the office hours type stuff, if you click into these, uh, we have timestamps for each and every topic discussed here. So if you only want to listen to NBA Late Swap, you can come and hit this hyperlink and save yourself some time, right? We only want you to uh, listen to what you need and, uh, you know, not listen to what you don't need, right? Trying to save you guys time, trying to make it as easy to consume the content as possible. But that is where I would start. And, uh, you know, you could ask questions here Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. We do this show. So this is a great place to be and to ask questions. So happy you are on and uh, I wish good luck to you over the weekend. All right. Pulling Saberson back up here. And got another question from Frank. Frank said, if I wanted to stack the Atlanta game with five players with like 20% of my lineups, is that possible or will the whole 150 be a Atlanta stack? Okay. So Frank, you are saying that you want to stack five players from Atlanta. Frankly, I think that is a lot. 
Um, I'm actually would would probably uh, advise against that. Uh, you know, I think I think if you were to run a test build, you know, using Saber Sam and and see how often you know Atlanta five stacks were coming up, it would, it would probably be probably be very little. So you know, like as an example, um, we're gonna decrease our mini needs to one here. We are gonna open this up to the entire pool. And, you know, I think this is just a great way to kind of judge your takes in general. Uh, you know, look at an entire pool on a, like a test build setting and then go to team stacks, go to five stacks. You know, we barely even have one Golden State five stack and they are, you know, a huge, um, they are a huge, uh, you know, value spot tonight. Okay. So Frank commented said for a game stack, like three from Atlanta and two from New York. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. I was like, wow, five on Atlanta. That's kind of a lot, but, but, you know, game stack, you know, probably a little different there. Right. And yeah, we're seeing, you know, 11% of our stacks, our game stacks are New York Atlanta. So, so nothing wrong with like a game stack in, in that scenario. Um, what I would do is if you wanted to set a rule, it would apply to all of your lineups. So there's no way to say, you know, apply X rule to, you know, Y percent of my pool. It's either going to be like an all or nothing type thing. Frankly, if I wanted to do this, what I would probably do is I would probably just increase the team totals here, like of both teams, you know, just I, I'm, I'm just doing this like kind of right off the rip here. Uh, increase the team totals by like a certain amount of points each. Yeah. I just want to, check make sure i'm not messing that up um so i'm, I'm just going to increase each team total by like 10 points here that'll give a big boost to those players you know we saw that they were in 11 percent in the last uh build that we ran you know i'm going to run it again here and see how much they're coming up i think this is probably the best way to increase the likelihood of like them being in some of your pool but not all of your pool and then you could kind of dial it in from there right so we have a 10-point increase to both teams. Our game stacks went up to 40%, but the pool is about 33%. So from there, you know, I think that you could probably find, you know, a 20% a, a or uh, put a max exposure of 20% game stack and then uh, adjust, you know, be still be able to get, you know, 80% other good lineups, right? So I, I think that's kind of the point that I'm trying to make is like, you know, adjust the team totals, find it to where you have enough good lineups in your pool or like a healthy number of them, but, you know, en enough other lineups to fill up the rest of your 150. So, Frank, that's what I would try. Mess around with it. You know, try different values. Try five-point increases, 10-point increases, whatever. Kind of dial that in. But I think that is probably the most organic way of doing it because, one, you're not forcing it. Two, you're just – you know, increasing the scoring environment for the game overall. So Frank said, thanks. Uh, happy to happy to work through that one. Sometimes you guys come at me with questions I have not thought about, and we got to figure them out on the fly. But good one there. So, all right, everybody. Uh, those were our last two questions. Uh, we will be right back Monday for our show on January 23rd. Wish you guys good luck over the weekend. If you guys are not signed up with SaberSim, there's a link to a seven-day no strings attached free trial. Give us a shot over the weekend, plenty of DFS to play, and get your questions answered here on Monday. So until then, I will see you all.